I can hear your joystick jerking off. Well, <laughs> oh, can you hear that? That's how you know it's good. Man, it's early morning, joystick jerking. These bottles of rum are going to deliver themselves. Yeah, and how do you <laughs> expect me to fend against the Vec invasion if I can't, like, you know, defend people? Diplomacy. What kind of video game podcast would we be if we weren't playing video games? Yeah, dude. Dude. Yeah, dude. Dude. I have too much ADHD for that. I can't do it. Well, tell me uh, about uh, tell me about Sea of Thieves. Tell me what's record- good. Are we recording right now? We are indeed recording. About- oh. Well, so Sea of Thieves is this pirate game that I really enjoy, <laughs> available for Xbox One and PC. You may have heard of it. I may have talked about it some. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's a pirate game. You just sail your boat around. I do. I do want to. A- I do want to ask you though. Arg, matey. What's different? Oh, what a surprise! Well, it's abrupt. What's different? They recently rebalanced all of the guns because they are preparing to release the arena update, which is a PvP-based area that you can go to to compete for. I'm assuming riches and booty. Booty. Um, it's very important. Yeah, I mean, it's Speaking... different from the last time you played. It's been a really long time since you've played, so I don't really know what's different for that. It's far. been it's been probably several months since I booted that thing up. Were cargo runs a thing last time you played? Nope. Okay, so like merchant quests used to be really annoying, where they would be like, you'd buy a merchant quest and it would just be like, hey, go deliver fifty cannonballs to this place, but problem with that is you might not have that much on you yeah and it gives you a time limit for delivery so it's Uh, like well this doesn't really feel beneficial to my time and i don't really so they changed it so when you do they change it to what's called cargo runs where you buy the quest and then once you drop it down they actually give you what you need to deliver Ah, um, but they're so they're just items. like here's a whole boatload of bananas. Go drop them off. Well, they they made new items that have sort of vulnerabilities. So you'll, for the most part, it's plants, bottles of rum, mm-hmm. and boxes of clothing. And the caveats are, uh, the clothing if you get it wet, it's worthless. Um, oh, that's the nice. bottles of rum. If they take too much impact, they'll break, and then they're worth nothing. And the what the plants you have to like continuously water them or they'll get parched and wither and, and die and then they're not worth anything. So you have to deliver all this stuff, but you also have to kind of tend to it on the way to make sure that it's protected, as uh-huh. a, as a real delivery boy would would need to do. Um, are you are you peeing or something? Is what is peeing? that? No, that's my, what is that's that my, sound? That's my I in, recently <laughs> installed a fountain in my apartment. I was gonna be really. So your apartment's pissing. No, well, I mean, I guess if that's how you want to like. Is the think fountain of your fountain. cat peeing no. into his litter box? I just really, I really wanted to be very eccentric <laughs> in my lifestyle, so I installed a fountain in my apartment, and it's like you know, like a cupid statue. And mm-hmm. So it, it kind of is peeing, but it's made of pure marble. Uh, it was also marble. it was also my sink, and my wife was rinsing out a cup. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can I quick interject? I was gonna say we should we should say uh, today's a special episode because we were recording on Tony's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Tony! Happy, Happy birthday! birthday. Thank, you thank you, thank you. I we're just want to quick pop guess. in uh, for like five minutes. Tony, if what you are you playing? Uh, I've still been playing RuneScape Four on 3DS and mm, Rune Factory Four. Yep, that's what I meant. <laughs> I knew someone who played RuneScape. Bye. Um, all day he was he was at my old job at Penn State he claimed to be the head of IT 
Except all know. he did was lock himself in a room and play RuneScape while we did everything else. I mean, like that sounds like a solid sysad job. And yeah. he would come over and be like, hey guys, blah, 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 I mind blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, how about you do some work? Anyway, uh, yeah, Rune Factory 4, very cool. Um, some things that really annoy me, though, are trying to track an NPC who has a quest and looking at the map because the map is so small, it's almost impossible to find who you're looking for. Mm. So I'm hoping that gets fixed in the Switch release. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh, uh, Far Cry New Dawn is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of fun. Um, why? Yeah, tell us why. Tell us why. Do you remember back in the day when you played Grand Theft Auto 3 and you put in cheat codes so that you'd have all these crazy-ass weapons and you could blow things up and cause all kinds of carnage? Uh -huh. GTA 3, those are I good remember. times. It's like that, except you don't need the cheat codes. Uh, and there's like four different difficulty modes, and I'm just on Explorer because I just want to have fun and wreck shit uh, and you can do that and it's a lot of fun taking outposts and then you can salvage them and then what happens is they get retaken again right with stronger enemies who drop more loot and everything uh, so then you can I think you so can wait, take outposts at, so like at, at no point times. can you like continuously own all the outposts they just oh no you totally can like I can uh, take over an outpost and I'll, as long as I choose not to salvage it hmm. I can I own it but the fun of it is like I'm strategically keeping outposts, and then I'm going to salvage others um, to get better stuff. So is that the is that like the main loop of the game? Then is it's one of the one of the main gameplay loops. I'd say yeah, it's newer to the to the series. Okay. Um, but I've also been having fun because you know there's wildlife, so like I'll be in the middle of something, and it's so <laughs> easy to get distracted in those games because you're driving. <laughs> as someone who played Far Cry, I 5? played four. I didn't play five. Okay, but as someone who did play five and didn't necessarily love some of the aspects of it, mm -hmm. um, like I didn't really love the upgrade system that they had in it. I didn't love the lack of feedback it gave you from shooting enemies. W would this be something that I would like? Here's what I would suggest. I would say watch a Let's Play. Uh, being honest, as someone who didn't play five, I would watch a Let's Play and see what you think. Mm -hmm. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's got those like RPG mechanics and damage indicators and you know enemies have health bars and stuff. So that I know is new to the series from what I've heard. What if you um, streamed it? Is there yeah, a, is there I a story to it? There's a story, but I heard the story is not really that good. No, so um, it's Far Cry Five. Does yeah, it follow exactly. Far Cry Five? I mean, I guess it, it takes place because... 17 years after it. Okay. Uh, and oh. Joseph, what's his name? Joseph, whatever. Joseph Seed. Yeah, or who was like Papa, the father as or whatever. You called him. Papa. Well, I watched the yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, all right. Anyway. Papa, it's time for the exploration. Anyway, uh, he's actually a character in the game who uh, uh, you can play. Oh, he's like, playable? Play I don't know if you could play as him, oh. but he's a character that is like in the world that you can interact with and like take on huh. quests and whatnot. The only thing that would make me get this game is playing a co-op, but I'm pretty sure you guys are all going to get it if you get it for Xbox, right? Yeah. Uh... Well, maybe not. I don't know. I didn't renew my Xbox Live membership, so... Um, real quick, because i got to head out. The only other thing I've been playing is Anthem. I played about an hour, hour mm -hmm. and a half. Yeah, give us the quick rundown on Anthem. Uh, the quick rundown is... Um, I mean, it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's an open world... I only played an hour and a half, but it's an open world co-op you know, shooter. So, like, I'm not feeling like I have to level up and get better gear to compete against people and get my ass kicked in online shooters, because that's usually what happens... 
with the exception of like Destiny, th- uh, not Destiny three, Halo three back in the day, because I was I was decent at that. Right. Um, but like Call of Duty and, and any of the newer shit, like I'm just I get wrecked. So it's, yeah, uh, so. not as fun. But like I I always loved. I remember back back on PS three, uh, Resistance two had a really cool. Uh, PVE where it was all cooperative and you went against waves of enemies and big bosses um, and this is kind of like that like I've pretty much can play the game solo and then if I come up against the boss or if um, you know I, I can get sidetracked and help out other people if they need help right um, at least in the in the demo that's the way it was like right now I don't know if it's like let me set me loose per se in the world because it's kind of the tutorial bit um, but I just unlocked the first javelin, so you get you unlock your first javelin at level two, and then you can unlock the next one at eight, the next one at sixteen, and the next one at twenty six. Um, so I went with the scout javelin, which is really agile and quick, good for melee. Um, I, I'm kind of regretting it. I think I, I don't know. I think the next one I'm going to unlock is definitely like more of like a mage, because I can this, use all the elements. Does this game's yeah, gameplay loop sound or feel like? the grind that i think it is it may be i mean it's Again, a looty I mean, shooty so it's yeah. a looty shooty it's, a looty okay. shooty. it's yeah. been like an hour and a half but you know you, it's keep, something... you keep me posted I, i'm i'm pleased to see that you got it i'll be interested to hear about it if you wanted will, to stream it i would watch i will I'm i could i could, I could definitely stream it this week i have uh i have pto all week so i could this definitely stream a, it for you guys not a game for me i i can already tell but yeah. Um, but I'll stream it for I, you. Guys. I think that it could be. I mean, you like the division, and it's basically uh, that with Jetpack. They they have a they have a pretty they have a pretty nice roadmap of stuff content coming out and stuff. And there's daily, weekly, and monthly challenges you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, my approach to this is like with the first Destiny. I mainly played Destiny solo, mm-hmm. and people were there to help me if I needed help, which was cool. And I didn't have to talk to them, and they didn't have to talk to me. Right. And that's how this is. When I played the demo, and once this world opens up to me, I'm going to play it solo. And if one of you guys get it, then cool. We'll squat up and party up and play together. But I primarily play these open world games by myself, you know, and then if people come in and help me, or I, I dive in and help them cool so be it but when you, when I, you call it you open world though that's like one of the complaints that i've heard about it is it doesn't feel very grand in scale right compared to like a traditional bioware it doesn't game. it doesn't feel as open to me as like let's say destiny mm-hmm. you know um but again i'm i'm in the early stages so i can't speak for you know to all these people who've played much more than i have mm-hmm. so but i gotta head out so i will see you guys talk to you guys this week on the chat and everything. Well, Love you, you all. Audio, sir. I got a piece. Have fun. All right, man. Happy Back. birthday. Glad that guy's gone. Yeah, thank you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's still here. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's good. Happy birthday, buddy. We, we hope you have a great day. Um, Let's talk then back into Tris. What were you playing? You you mentioned a couple of things. Uh, were you thieves. were you planning then, on getting Anthem? Um, <coughs> I'm on the fence. Like I have, it's very much the kind of game that I would only play with others. Um, opposite of kind of Tony, right? And the people that I would normally play it with are kind of the same. So it's like we're all kind of holding each other back from buying it. So I wouldn't be surprised if. If you Nobody ever actually time. takes the dive unless it like bombs, right? Which I, I don't know. Like I I feel like it's weird that they released a free to play battle royale that's killing it, mm-hmm. 
right before they were releasing Anthem, like which is another There's no way that they didn't realize that that would like sort of cannibalize sales and and people spent time in it. So, yeah. it's almost like they were preparing for this game to not be great. Well, Anthem is EA, isn't it? Anthem is EA, and so is Apex. Oh, I thought Apex was um no, not Apex right. Bioware is... is owned by EA. Exactly. Yes. Uh... I mean, yeah, by, by Apex is Respawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so not Bioware. They're right. both owned they're both owned by EA and yeah maybe they were hedging well i remember we were had we had a long discussion about this when they first announced it back in the star wars battlefront 2 debacle days where seems so most of our i know it really wasn't that long ago the the big piece that we kept coming back to is if ea can't fix the problems that made star wars battlefront 2 um really you know sort of fail um that we would see another flop i guess and i guess the thing that i'm curious of is were they able to pull out a win or do you think that they were so deep into the development cycle at that point even two years ago or a year and a half however long that they were like screw it we're just going to try to hedge uh and see if we can sort of mitigate the damage that's probably going to follow right I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I mean, and it looks really cool, and like javelins are cool, and like jetpacks and rockets and whatever. But it looks like so many other games that I have played, minus the flying. And the flying is kind of a cool thing. But I don't know. We had a discussion like this last night on the chat thread where I was basically, I'm, I'm sick of the sort of games as a service framework that's built around. Yeah, you know, you have to have friends that want if you want it to be really good, and like you're going to spend time building up to get credits to unlock all this other stuff that will give you time to continue getting better so you can continue to fight against yeah, stronger that's, enemies. That's the thing. It's, like it's, it's admirable that it's designed to give you continued content. Right, and but like that's same cool, time, but it's not exactly... It's not designed for people who are trying to do multiple things. Right, have a good story. Don't worry about the cat. I have my puppy back here squeaking. You're good. Uh, <laughs> Um, I just don't think those models are sustainable at this point. No, like, you know, I mean, and there's had, so many of them. Well, we had Destiny. I mean, Destiny was the one that I got into at first, and then it was like, oh, play with your friends, and we got to play with some friends, and then it just quickly fell off, and then it wasn't as fun unless right. you were playing with your friends. And I just I realized at that point, I was like, I can't just rely on the game being fun unless I'm playing with my friends. That right. just seems crazy. Right, and I feel like there are so many different developers now who are taking the approach that they go in saying, this is a multiplayer experience. Take Fallout 76, for example, or The Division. Um, probably two notable exceptions where they sort of are like, yeah, I mean, there's a story, but really what you want to be doing is playing with a couple of friends and looting and shooting for a couple of hours. Like, that's that's the gameplay circuit. Right. Um, as opposed to what I think should be more of a focus which is gamers like me uh, and tony you know you want to get lost into a single player experience and if a friend can join you there awesome but that's not necessarily required to make the game fun right so i don't know i suppose we'll see but for i i, I think we were talking about this but i can already say i'm not going to get um this game or probably division two unless i am really hooked in by you guys telling me that i have yeah. to get it Honestly, I'll probably get it if it's cheap. 
yeah on sale but I mean, i'm definitely not going to play 60 bucks for it and no. not 80 bucks for whatever that ultimate edition is or gold edition or whatever yeah, edition. I'm, I'm done buying bonus editions i'm done but that's because i'm old and cranky let's talk <laughs> let's talk <laughs> did you got did you buy anything else did you play anything else tris or just sea of thieves uh just pretty much sea of thieves and some apex still and... good right apex yeah yeah i mean it's sort of beginning to feel that uh that's all it is repeat replay shooty grind that's not mm-hmm. necessarily a bad thing but it's also something where i'm like all right time to go back to halo because that's yeah. where my heart lies right yeah i don't know i'm i'm not someone who's just going to continue to play one thing uh, just because it's what everyone else is playing, I'm gonna play what I'm having fun with, and call me old-fashioned, but that's you know that's a game like Halo for me, right? Um, fair enough. You've been playing anything else? Mm, I started playing. Oops, I started playing um, Bioshock Infinite last week. Oh yeah, those are good games, man. The Bioshock series is solid. Did you get the Infinite... remastered? Or I have the co- yeah, I bought the collection a little while ago when it was yeah. on sale. Um, I actually bought the collection when I first built my PC, like a few years ago. But the the collection was on sale on Xbox One like a year ago, so I picked it up and then just never really installed it. It was just one of those things where like, okay, I'm gonna have it to have it. Right. Honestly, Infinite is the one that doesn't feel like Bioshock to me. Infinite honestly feels like Far Cry. It does feel a little bit more Far Cry esque. I can see. Like I get where they were going with it, and I I really enjoyed the experience, but it did. I agree that it wasn't as Bioshocky as deep underwater, terrifying sort of yeah. hallways and enclosures, and it's not safe, and you know, tactile kind of planfulness to get around the horrifying bullshit that's down there. You know, it, fe- it the, felt the like Rapture also. back at the peak of their. Like, we're great, and everything's fine, and nobody's insane from Eve. The story, too, was also just something that was just so trippy. It didn't... It just... It felt like something from Far Cry, like I've been on drugs for the entire time. I, I, I love the Bioshock story. Um, I mean, it's, I it's a solid story. The first, the first I, one is a classic, by far. I think Ken Levine is a great storyteller. Um, I forgot how many unnerving moments there are in bioshock infinite like people only think about the the setting they don't think about the the storytelling with the religious undertones uh just sort of the the sinister nature of comstock yeah uh it's which is very different from andrew ryan right and it just the game the the way the game builds up is just very tense uh and I, i really like that um, it's definitely not, you know, as beloved to me as as Bioshock One or even Bioshock Two for sure. Right. But I do like that they included a control scheme that lets you aim down sights of your gun with left trigger instead of clicking right thumbstick. Yeah, feels that's a, a plus. More, it feels feel, a it feels modern. a little more shooty. Yeah, yeah. modern shooty. Yeah. Um. But anyway, other than that, you know, just. Uh, Tetris 99, pretty much it. <laughs> that game's so good. I love that game. I, I can't bring myself to download it because I know I'm just going to get driven to the point of insanity playing. I, I won't do it. 
yeah it looks it's, cool it's fun but i'm like eh. it's very chill until it's not yeah it's uh you know as someone who not to toot my own horn who is able to routinely make it into the top 10 it's it's very very chill until you get until into the final the players top. and then it's gets you know make or break <laughs> so i want to play this game though it's very good see. it's free if you have how, how i do it's it's free if you have nintendo switch online yeah, apparently Francesca does. So she downloaded that, and she downloaded the Yoshi demo as well. Mm-hmm. She was playing that actually the other day. She seemed oh to yeah, like yeah, she seemed to enjoy it. Okay. Um. All right. Well, Omar, what have you been playing? Uh, I got some more Kingdom's Hearts in. That's been pretty fun so far. Actually, it's been a good time. I um I got to the Rapunzel's world, mm-hmm. and I basically saw the entire movie again, playing that thing. <laughs> Um, it's a decent film. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, I like, I like that. Movie. I like that movie. I like all of those movies. There's a, yeah. there's like a handful that I don't like, mm-hmm. um, if that. But yeah, so I got to, I got a little bit more of that in. Um, I finally now see what my combat style is like. I like the special moves. I use them like all the time. They just, I don't know. It feels like being a Disney when I'm using those things. It's, yeah, it's pretty sick. The, the attraction ones. Yeah. Maya, the carousel one. I don't even really like carousels in real life, but that move, I love that move. Yeah, it's like almost like a rhythm type game when you do that. Yeah, like the you have to do it in a certain sync so that it speeds up and creates like a bigger vortex. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, there's a one that makes you look like you're on the Buzz Lightyear ride. What? It's like the Magic Blaster one, I think. Mm-hmm. The worst ride ever. Dude, I like what? that. You don't like that? that right. For, oh, you must be bad at it is what it is. No, mm-hmm. it's just boring and stupid and the Toy Story Mania game is... You never got 9999? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You gotta get, nine, you gotta Some... get the top points. There's like five targets game, you gotta that, hit. That ride is going to be shut down within five years and replaced with something marvelly, I bet. And it the deserves the credit that it mm. deserves for holding its place as it did hold it its place for a long time. Buzz Lightyear um. ride still holds a 45 to 60 minute wait on average. For have like you no seen, reason, have you seen the photo of me having zero fun on that ride? Yeah, that hilarious. looks like you always. That does look like you always. Yeah, That's besides really point. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you Google Buzz Lightyear ride sucks, you'll see a gaggle of people that agree with me i don't think it's just true. all alts for tris yeah. that is a <laughs> that is a good time you are not going to get any adrenaline from it but it's a good time yeah just like the men in black one yeah for the sake of continuing this podcast i'll allow it <laughs> what have you else been playing well, you're wrong hey, but what else well, are you hang on, hey, no what do you gotta say what do you gotta say Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters is terrible. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about this. <laughs> we'll take it to the streets. We'll take it to the streets, guys. Um, um, so you've been enjoying... You still, you're still you still playing uh, and you're still enjoying Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm still enjoying it. it. I think I've gotten to a point now where I'm not sure what else to expect. I'm sure I'll get more moves and more keyblades and stuff like that. But as of right now, I haven't. I haven't. So I'm just sort of wondering what's next maybe i've got to put some more time into it but it does seem to be a little dragged out with not enough reward i guess mm. in my opinion okay um i don't and, and i think for me i'm not the type for this game to binge it the way a lot of other people have mm-hmm. um and i think it's because i don't have that same connection that everybody else has to the game because i didn't play it growing up 
um so for me like i'll play you know i i spent the another you know the last night or two or whatever just playing just that rapunzel level and i beat it and it just you know it was fun to watch that movie over and kind of see where they throw the game into it but like i think i got up maybe one level two levels during that time and like that was about it and i played for like a few hours all right um, so Would you just, recommend it to somebody who has never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games? Do you think it's important that they do before they go in? Do you think it's for the people who are like, uh, I'll wait until a couple, you know, a month later after it's been out? Is it still worth buying? I mean, as far as the story is concerned, I, I, I'm still not entirely sure what the hell is going on. Okay, that's fair. Um, there might be, I'm sure, there are things that I don't know because I didn't play the last game, last games. Right. Um, but um, what I can tell you are the individual stories that are happening within the worlds themselves, which I'm enjoying by themselves. And I think Tony kind of had that same sentiment when he was um, when he was playing it as well. He's like, I didn't really care about the overarching story, but I do <clears throat> care about the smaller stories that are happening within the worlds themselves. Right. Um, so that I am enjoying, and. So I want to see. I don't even know what world I'm going to next. To be honest, I think I I literally just beat um, the boss for for Tangled, mm. and I think I'm I'm actually I shut it off when I got to the world map, so I have to figure out where to go <laughs> next. Um, so I think that's that's my next thing for right now. I don't even think I got a Keyblade for that one, or maybe I didn't. I just didn't realize it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out exactly where I'm supposed to go from there. I also realized this week, and I told you guys earlier, that I restored my phone and I realized I didn't have any games on my phone. It was a Did very, you restock? I don't... And the thing is, I don't want to put bullshit on my phone. Yeah. And yeah. so I downloaded three games. Two of them are bullshit. What, what games? What were the bullshits? The bullshits were solitaire cooking... Solitaire I thought you were about to say Solitarica, and I was about to get kick you out of this podcast. Solitarica is a solid, solid, solid game. Solitarica. No, <laughs> Solitarica was a good time. I just, yeah. I've, I, I've, I've beaten that game. I've bought the extra packs. I've beaten those extra packs. There's not a lot of replayability once you've beaten. Once it. you've beaten it, I, I would agree with you. Anytime, uh, I wish that there was a way for me to tell how much time I spent in that game. Yeah. And now that I've erased it, I could probably go back and play everything over again and just restore my purchases, but... Yeah, but do you really want to do that? Yeah, you don't want to Not do that. really, yeah. no. There's a lot of grinding in the beginning of that game. It's, yeah. Uh, and I got some other thing called Sushi Bar, which is like a passive kind of game. Mm-hmm. But they're which both free. It's not just called Grubhub, and then you're not just ordering sushi. I could probably be on the other end of that, to be honest. It's probably, it's probably that one. And I also got Game Dev Tycoon, but I have to start from scratch from that shit again, and that's what's been preventing me from opening that game. Yeah, but that's also a really good game. That's surprisingly a good game. Uh, but yeah, I need something to play. I need something good to play. Well, if I I'm, buy something on there, I need it to be good because I'm not paying five dollars for shit for an app. Mm-hmm. It's so funny what the barricades for like payout are versus on like different systems so like on xbox or playstation i don't have a problem dropping 30 to 40 bucks on a solid experience but on my phone i'm like two dollars 
Jesus Christ, no way. You know what yeah. I mean? I think I think the problem is there's so many more options on yeah. phones and tablets and stuff like that, and things are just not as publicized, not as seen as the major consoles. So you kind of go, you're going in blind. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're kind of going in, you're looking at the screenshots, you're like, this could be fun, and then you get it, and it's a total shit show. And then you can't get your money back, there's no one to bitch at. Right. You know, there's... That's you just, probably you're just, part of it. Yeah, you just kind of eat it. And $2 here, $4 there, $1 here, that shit will add up if you're just buying a bunch of shit. That's true. Well, uh, if that's all you've been playing, I'll go next. Go for it. Um, so I played a couple of new games, actually, uh, this week. One of them is Subnautica Below Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about it a little bit last week, but I wanted to give a quick overview of it because um, I think it's interesting and everyone's kind of curious if the alpha is worth downloading and buying now or if they should wait until it's like out of the beta or whatever. Um, so would it you, is a pre-alpha. Would you wait? Uh, I would wait. So I'll, I'll put it this way. There is... Probably a solid two, maybe three hours worth of content, depending on how fast, effective, and much you are aware of the Subnautica pregame, the Uh first game. Uh Uh, If you've played Subnautica original, there's like two hours worth of content in it. If you have not played Subnautica original, there's like ten hours worth of content because you're still figuring out what the hell is going on. Um, the, The alpha plays... And actually has more content story-wise, I think, than Subnautica, the original game, does. Like, right in that first two hours worth of content. They just they just are jam-packing it with new mechanics, new things to do. Um, the world feels uh, well-designed in that it's sort of really tight and and close-knit in the very beginning until you realize that there's like a drop-off and then there's just infinite more space that you can get into right um that you may not have been aware of before yeah and then the other piece is um i think that the experience in that game is is fun like i'm i'm liking what they're doing with it i don't want to give any spoilers away because i know that it's going to change it's not going to be the same but um if you're a huge Subnautica fan, there's enough there to captivate you and make you feel like you spent 20 bucks and that you got 20 bucks out. I definitely got my $20 worth. But if you are hoping for a story that, that continues and goes to a resolution, you will not find it. Um, they basically take you until, I don't know, I don't know what it'll, what it'll be like, a fourth of the way through the story or whatever. And then literally there's like a cutscene that sort of goes and then it's, and then they're like the next line of dialogue after like setting up this here's what you should do next is like hey thanks for playing the alpha there's more coming but if you're expecting anything to work after this point you're going to be disappointed and so i played another couple of hours after that point and i was disappointed because like all of it's broken there's a lot of stuff that's missing and if you go way deep into the arctic you know deep depths you're going to find that a lot of the textures don't work and it's like spawning a billion whales it's very fascinating can spit a lot of feedback if you like doing that um, having said that, the play the part of the game playthrough that is, you know, designed to keep you in the sort of safe shallows and the moderate depths and the parts of the game that they really want you to play inside, like the little sandbox that they've built that they know works, that is gorgeous. And I think that the game itself is going to be an exceptional, well-designed game. I think that everyone who enjoyed Subnautica 1 will enjoy Subnautica Below Zero. Uh, it is a standalone content game, and it is basically a new ocean with new experiences and new places to explore and new things to discover. Uh, 
and it's awesome and like I, I'm really pleased that I did it but if you want something that's going to feel satisfying at the end of your playthrough like you accomplish something you won't find it here yet so you should wait if you that if that's what you're looking for okay um, but if you don't mind alphas then yeah dive in <laughs> do, you, do you think that it has the potential to be better than the original or that, that's hard you... to say yeah. the original at this stage I don't know um, the original was a lot about make your way around and you don't have access to technology until you discover it in the wild first and you have to scan it to use it and you have to you know discover what's going on um Papaya, what's go what's going on, baby? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Shh. Sorry, my, there's another dog outside that my dog is trying to speak to through the walls. Um, it's a papaya to fuck that. Papaya, <laughs> shush. The the game itself, I think, can be better if they take it all the way to its logical conclusion. It could be very exciting. Um, they have enough intrigue there so far that I really want to know what's coming. Okay. Um, but that's about as far as I can give in terms of an opinion about superiority to the first game. Because the first game I spent over 200 plus hours in, so it's going to be having to beat that. It's a lot That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Yeah, and it's a solid game. Subnautica 1 is fantastic. Anyway, I also got uh, Axiom Verge um, because, uh, you know, it just struck me as everyone kept saying that I should try it at some point. And I was looking for that story-driven story narrative, and I picked it up. And I started playing it, and it's sort of a Metroid-esque, you know, run-around exploration uh, in the 2D hallways. Uh, after a weird, horrifying explosion, you get your gun, you start modifying it, sort of a, you know, yeah. Metroidvania is probably the most accurate description. It's interesting. I'm enjoying it. I don't know how far I'm going to go, but I guess we'll see. Um... And I also picked up Into the Breach because after our discussion yesterday about not wanting to dive into these new $60 really expensive titles, I wanted to pick up something that people were talking about uh, and I really loved FTL, Faster Than the Light, so I picked up Into the Breach. It's very good. How does it compare for you? Um, FTL's better. Yeah. For sure it's better. But um, uh, Into the Breach is a similar roguelike experience it's, it's sort of a tactics like game it's like, a tactics uh, game fantasy. i would say more final fantasy tactics less advanced wars yes i think that's probably accurate but i have not played either of those so i'm gonna take your word for it the okay. um the overall experience i think is very heavily focused on new enemies come up on the on the board you move your mechs around you sort of stage your pieces so that you can attack them from afar and and keep the the people alive um, that are in these buildings that they're trying to take down and, and attack. I like the concept that you can and should think about your mechs as sort of almost expendable to protect the civilians that are inside these populated hubs. Right. Um, and I like that it's not like you lost one building. It's like you lost 97 people who are inside that building because you did not protect it. Mm -hmm. um, it feels weighty, even though it's very chiptune bit-centric. Uh, and I like the idea that also your pilots sort of don't come back when you when you do this. You're you're doing these rift jumps, so you basically are in the far future where everyone is dead and there's only a couple of humans left, and all you and your pilots need to go back to try to rescue humanity back 
when it was just the oh, beginning. Is, is there permadeath? Yeah. So the save, like the the pilot, you I took back. I've died a couple of times, but the pilots in my mech suits, uh, I put in harm's way, and they die. And so I'm like, oh, cool, whatever. I lo- I won the battle, and you go on to the next battle, and they give you another mech suit, but there's a robot in it, and not a not a human anymore. Like your pilot's dead. And then when you go back through the breach because you 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 like lost because the the vex came up and destroyed the civilization you lost all power or whatever. Uh, only the two remaining pilots that you have when you started with three to five are left to do another jump back in time. And like okay. if you keep your pilots alive for long enough, they upgrade their abilities and they upgrade their strength and sort of range and performance and stuff. But if you let them die, they you don't you like you lose that perk, if if you will. And how much sort is of, this game? Um, it's fifteen. I think it's it's on um, hmm. it's on Switch. It's very fun. I'm I was playing it before we started talking today. Uh, I'm gonna continue playing it. it you, it's easy to get lost in there, but um, the video that you watch on the Switch eShop doesn't really do it justice for what's in there. Um. I would maybe check out some gameplay on YouTube and, okay. and see like what it really is because that's what convinced me to get it. And I was like, all right, this is cool. It seems neat. Um, very like move the unit, then fu- then it fire. If you fire, you can't move. Um, that is mostly what I've been playing. I wanted to ask you guys, though, about games that are coming out or have come out. Metro, uh, whatever the new Metro game is came out on the epic store was pulled from steam people bought it on steam and if you pre-purchased it you can play it on steam if you did not pre-purchase it there you cannot play it on steam thoughts about it will you get it why or why not uh i will eventually probably play it because i like the metro lore mm-hmm. do i want to play it for 60 bucks i don't think that i care enough right yeah. now to to dive into it but it looks fun from what i've seen streamed it does look fun and it looks very tempting um, and I think the the trade for me too is just the like their decision making to pull off certain platforms. Not that I really give a crap about Steam versus Epic Store, but I kind of like having all my games in one library. Yeah, uh, you know, right. Uh, and it's not like there's a discount to go to Epic. It's just buy it here. Period. Sort of like buying Everybody's... something on Origin. Like I don't want to buy anything on EA's web shop I don't care enough or you know it seems like everybody's trying to go in that direction to kind of just pocket their own stuff and um, right kind of sandbox their own stuff inside yeah they're not trying to go to these third party distributors anymore if they can help it I guess I guess so and, and I, I suppose it makes sense but I mean you gotta also kind of think about it as a distribution method put the game where the purchaser can get to it you know yeah. why are you making barricades to me giving you money well the thing the thing that we don't think about right now is our generation grew up with Steam for sure. Right. And Steam came out Steam came out when I was in college, I believe, like right around then as a as a game platform, game selling platform. And that was just the way that it was. But especially with the advent of Fortnite and how it grew to such crazy levels there are entire subsets of people that just have Epic accounts now and they never, they don't even know what Steam is. 
They but they do know what Epic is because Fortnite sort of transcended games and yeah. it just became this sort of right. cultural movement. So the way that you could see the majority of of PC gaming newer players sort of shift towards Epic, it sort of makes sense for Epic to kind of try and make these business moves to especially you know, incentivize those that might still be on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird that now we live in a landscape where Steam's not the only guy in town. So you you see these sort of de- deals going down that that make the landscape feel way more way more uh, competitive. Right. So I don't know. It's weird. It's I'm interested to see like does it ever plateau or does it just do they keep. You know, like Steam has to make some kind of retaliation at some point in the interest of their survival. They can't just keep floating. And they've always sort of been unanimous for like poor customer service before they released that, you know, you can return anything within three hours thing, which is confrontational in its own right. But right. I don't know. It's just it's weird to see how how will Steam evolve from this new known threat that is clearly a threat. Yeah, definitely. To, to the point where they've had to be like, "Hey, what we think what's happening isn't fair to gamers," which is weird to hear Steam say. But I don't know, man. It's weird. All right, all right. Well, um, I wanted to get that because uh, I was curious about your opinions there, but uh, I think I probably agree with that. Do you guys want to go into the news? Hell yeah! Bah, 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 bah. The best thing about editing is that I can remove that. PlayStation news, uh, Vita, PlayStation Vita. Sony said that they are going to be ending production of physical game cards on March 31st. Hmm. Uh, and it looks like they are actually going to be ceasing manufacturing of the Vita console itself. Uh, it is now suffering the same fight as mo- same fate as most of Sony's older hardware offerings. Uh, proprietary memory cards along with proprietary charging bricks that have sort of gone by the wayside. Um, and most people have not been releasing games for it. And so this is not super surprising, especially with the advent of the switch, which almost everybody wants to be on. Right. Um, so sad to see it go, but also I think probably it's time. Do you guys have a Vita still? I never had a Vita. Me either. Yeah. So there you go. And we're the entire market for it. So. I, oh yeah, I was I was always <laughs> I was always a 3ds boy. Yeah, Nintendo pulled us in way early. Yeah. Um, Media Molecule announced its long-awaited PS4 exclusive Creatum Up Dreams will yeah. be going into early access. People uh, are excited about that. Yeah, I, I don't know much about it. Do you guys know much about it? I don't know anything about it other than it looks like either. a crazy creation tool for PlayStation that people are really crazy about. That's like, the one in the same um, way that people were like freaking out about Little Big Planet when it came out. Was that that's not the PSVR kind of helmet exploration draw with the no controller move units, that's, right? You're thinking of something different. This is different. <laughs> okay. Yo, Battlefront Two is at six dollars right now. Online. But on for ps4 but yep for ps4 it's worth six dollars dude it's worth six dollars it's it is worth six dollars <laughs> and if you picked it up i will play it with you because i still have my disc i never got i rid still of have it. the disc i i yeah i never got rid of the game no no the you base want to play some you want to play some bullshit star wars later i don't currently have a playstation plus account i let mine i let mine expire and my xbox live expire and my games pass expire 
and then I renewed my PlayStation Plus so that for one month so that we could play uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, <laughs> like pretty exclusively, I renewed it for that. I'm I'm going month to month these days unless I really have to have it on. Yep. Most of what I want to do is single player. Most of what I want to do is on the Switch. I can dig it. All right. Yeah. My bad. I pulled you off the news. Now that's cool. Um, is there anything else for PlayStation that you guys have? Because that is what I have for PlayStation. Uh, Although no. it is worth noting that Dreams will be going into early access. Uh, it's going to be about $30 and limited to the UK, US, Australia, Austria, and several others in the EU. Uh, so exciting. Russia's not on that list, so suck it, Russia. Nothing against Russians. It's fine. I speak Russian. Nintendo. Let's talk you about. Actually, speak Russian. Yeah, oh. oh. I, I don't know if you just made that up. No, it says I speak Russian yeah, I and not very well. Um, yeah, I studied for like eight years back in high school through college. Oh. Yeah, it was a long time. Wow. Do I do anything with it? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, except for joke around with my sysadmin, who is like uh, Bulgarian, but he speaks Russian also. It's an interesting time. Nice. Nintendo with a heavy heart I am writing this news update it comes from Tony so I'm going to emulate Tony here Nintendo announced just kidding I don't know how to do it Nintendo uh, <laughs> <spot>. Tony voice <laughs> uh, Nintendo announced that Reggie Philsemi Ames Reggie Fissime, thank you. Yeah, the president of Nintendo is retiring with his last day taking place on April 15th uh, replacing him will be Doug Bowser, who is currently the senior VP of sales and marketing. Uh, we will miss you, Reggie, and we wish you the best. Contrary yes. to some news outlets, Reggie or Mr. Bowser is not a Pokemon. <laughs> not a Pokemon. It's very sad. <laughs> that yeah. was the funniest thing. It is not a sad a day. He, he was almost like meme status yeah, of dude. leadership, which was Reggie. awesome. And he was just you know very charismatic and character on its own to the company so he really was he kept things light and friendly and it felt like you could relate to reggie and his vision whenever he would speak he I was saw... very visible too like you <sighs> yeah know, people, dude. people recognized him as nintendo like you knew yeah. who he was when you saw him yeah I, ever since the first time like he came out he's like i used to be a pizza hut and now i'm gonna kick your ass and <laughs> 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 buy this 3ds yeah i'll kick your ass he, uh, I saw this, I don't know if it was like the Onion or Hard Times article, but mm. it was like <laughs> game developers stand in awe as community employee leaves job voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah. That's funny, but too sad. soon. Too soon. Too real. Um, yeah, so Reggie's going to go on to bigger and better things. Uh, do we know where he's headed next or is he just um, going into retirement? He's retiring. Good for him, what the man. hell More is bigger and better than the top of of Nintendo? I don't know. Like owning another games company by itself, like not just being VP of sales, like just. Nah, I mean, he put in the dude. He, he was there since I remember. I remember has, the first time I saw him was 2003 when he revealed the DS. If you don't have a 3DS, they, what's actually, wrong? Actually, I think you? it was 2001. Can we put that drop right here? Anyways. The man put in yeah. 20 years of work, has millions upon millions of dollars. I think he's fine. He's probably. Just wants yeah. to, he just wants to chill. Probably I don't blame him. <clears throat> he probably wants to stop hearing Release Mother 3. But He probably wants stop. to just go on vacation. I know how that feels. <laughs> I know how that feels, man. 
Um, well, now Doug Bowser is coming in as the uh, the new president, uh, and he will be trying to fill those shoes. Uh, there have been an enjoyable number of memes showing the Bowser face lo- icon over Nintendo headquarters uh, and replacing the Switch logo, etc. Um, so it should be a new interesting era with Bowser in charge. Uh, according to Nintendo World Report, Nintendo could make its first VR-related announcement as early as this year. Emily Rogers, who wrote the piece, cites having heard about this from quote-unquote multiple sources. Rogers adds that a small select number of traditional first-party software titles may receive VR support in the not-so-distant future. What that looks like, I don't really know. Um, Nintendo has commented on the possibility of virtual reality in the past, uh, vis-a-vis the Virtual Boy, uh, and also probably more recently than that, but has never made a clear indication that such a feature is planned for the Switch because they don't have lasers that they can shine in your eyes uh, at scale anymore. So we're going to see what what that's going to look like. People have also, I think, put together the possibility of like a drop-in for the Switch. Like if there's a Switch 2.0 that has 3D mode or something and you could drop it into a headset, um, that could be cool. You know, they started to sort of play with that with the Labo, Nintendo Labo, right? Oh, Labo? Yeah, Labo. Labo? Laboratory? Labo. Labo. Laboratory. Yeah, so the Nintendo Labo has the robot mech where you put the Switch controller on your face. Or the Switch TV, Switch thing on your face. You don't put the Switch controller on your face. You just pull it down and the Switch recognizes it. Oh. There's no oh, actual fun. base involved. Well, it's not like VR. It's lame. Well, maybe they could do it, I guess is the point. Uh, rumors have been swirling this week that Nintendo was going to revive a game that was thought to be dead. Uh, so this is a rumor, but uh, the senior editor Imran Khan at Game Informer hinted uh, on Kind of Funny Games last week that... Nintendo may be reviving Scalebound. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think that this is substantial, substantiated? I don't do know if I believe possible? it. I think it's possible. I don't think that... It was going to be an Xbox exclusive before it died. With the amount that Platinum already has on their plate right now, especially with Switch development, I would be surprised if this was another thing that they were working on. Yeah. Um, On the other hand, though, if the game was, I don't know, 70% away through development... Yeah, I was just going to say, considering it was what, it started... I think that if it was that close to completion, we would have seen it on Xbox. But if it was six years ago, if it was six years ago at this point, you also got to imagine the graphics were probably not that intense as they would be for something today. Yeah. You know? So it would probably be easier to just... Exactly. or, or, Or at least not as hard, and they've had the time to do it. Right. Yeah. That's true. Um, well, that's all I have for Nintendo news. Um, I think we really covered the big one. Uh, do you guys have anything else for Nintendo? Uh, Tetris 99 is really good. Tetris 99 is really good. I uh, still can't wait to play Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion is going to be so dope. Please I want that so it. bad. I know they're, they might, but I, I don't want them to. Neither one are news, but it was just real real solid points No, to I make. think that those are solid points. I, I think we should allow it. That's I agree. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) In Xbox news, uh, according to reports, Crackdown 3 beat out Far Cry New Dawn and Metroid Exodus. Metroid Exodus. Metro Exodus. 
to be the most played oh, title same mistake last week. at launch. That's awesome. Um, we got Metroid on the brain. And it happens. Uh, so that's interesting. Crackdown 3. Now, Crackdown 3, I think, is cheaper price point-wise than both of those, right? Yeah. So it's... Uh... It's on Games Pass, so so it's, it's basically free if you're paying. Play. Yeah, if you're paying for Games Pass, you already got it for free, more or less. Uh, so that's something to consider. But I think Crackdown Three is kind of one of those fun jump around, shoot 'em up. Don't worry too much about what's happening in the story and just experience the fun kind of game. Correct. So that is interesting, though, for for launch sales. I did not know that. I mean, you uh, might think Terry Crews yeah. had most to do with it. Well, yeah, that's true. And Terry Crews is dope, so I, I kind of do respect what he's doing. Um, Are you guys going to play it? Did you play it? I played it last week. Do you like it? I like that it's on Games Pass. I understand where you're going. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I like Terry Crews. I don't... I I mean, I watch him on TV where I don't have to pay $60, so... It was fun to dick around nine. as Terry Crews in a destructible environment and cause some havoc, but... I feel like I had my fun pretty quick based yeah. on what that game has to offer and how repetitive it gets, how quickly. Right. You know, there are some games that I wish there was a red box just for video games because there are some games that I really want to play that I don't need to own them. There was you know, games Redbox fly for games? a long time. A what? Yeah, and Redbox does. No, no, Redbox I know, does... but they're 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 they mainly do movies and they'll throw a couple games in there and there's like one copy of the game in there. Yeah, they don't really. There's that's, that's not the priority not, market. Yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, you could get GameFly, but who's using GameFly? Jesus Christ, that GameFly. Think about how easy it would be if you never have to wait for something to be on your queue because nobody's nobody's waiting for it. You could just download it. That's why streaming services killed most of those ideas. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. also why Redbox is struggling because streaming services killed most of those ideas. Um, <clears throat> Microsoft may have released some great titles on Games Pass last week. Um, may have. They have definitely, they added Lara Croft, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, but it looks like there are some new titles coming to the subscription service. Alien Isolation is one of those. Hey, yo. That good. is such a good game. I really recommend downloading that. I kind of wonder on Games Pass, is it going to include all the DLC? Uh, I would be surprised if it did on Games Pass. Well, because the DLC for that game is tight. Yeah, I, I, I don't it's think like that it will. really good. I don't think that it will. Ugh, because I mean, honestly, every other I game own that's it. been on Games Pass and didn't that has DLC. You know, like I'm gonna let you guys Online or Division or mm -hmm. none of them that offered it included it. It was just base game, which is probably smart. Yeah, that's probably fair. But it's weird though, because if you liked the game. And then you purchase DLC. Will it load? The game leaves Games Pass, then you're kind of boned, I guess. I guess so. Well, the DLC is really cheap these days. It's like five bucks. Yeah. The because everything is downscaled on price. Alien Isolation is one game that I have not only purchased twice on two systems. I have purchased the DLC twice on both systems. Uh, for PC and on Xbone, and it is fantastic. Let me tell you, everyone out there who's considering. You should get it. That game is uh, primo horror. Primo horror. Like the best replication of a movie to game I have ever played. Yeah, I don't want to play this at all. This looks terrifying. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. And you will crap your pants. Yes. Um, Headlander came out also for Games Pass. The Walking Dead Season 2 is also on Games Pass. 
Um, and it looks like the last piece of Xbox news I have is after years of languishing and development hell, Steven Spielberg's live-action Halo TV series uh, seems to be finally taking shape. Um, Otto Bathurst, who uh, I think ran Black Mirror and Robin Hood, will direct the pilot and multiple episodes mm. of the nine-episode series. So you have that to look forward to. I'm into to. it. And it looks like Showtime is going to be holding this down. So yep. I'm going to tell you something right now. Robin Hood was trash. And I don't say that lightly. Uh, I really I wanted to like it, that. So I'll take your word. I really wanted to like that movie. I waited for that movie for a while. We saw it opening night. Not and great. I was, I was pissed. It was very oh. bad. It was very bad. So. Well, in, uh, I guess, good news, I have some industry stuff. Do you have anything else for Xbox? There's rumors that Xbox Games Pass is coming to Switch. Oh, yes. Oh, that is true. Is that Has right? that been substantiated enough? Not I'm, at all. I'm, yeah, I'm hesitant to talk about it only because I don't have any actual proper leads there. Um, yes. But, yes, there have been some swirling rumors Super that rumor. uh, Xbox Games Pass and the content that they have is going to port them over, including potentially some of the rare games that, like, shouldn't really be there but are going to go there. Yeah, so we're going to so, see how that works. I was going to say, I mean, you're talking about playing games from two different two different types of hardware. Yes. Yes. Hmm. The rumors are that Xbox Games Pass as a streaming content service like Nintendo Online will be available as a subscription package for Switch. And if you have it, you can stream content games to it as if you were doing it to, I imagine, your computer. Uh, right. Yes. I think that's the goal. So it's like stream to your Not Switch. Not unlike what Google's trying to do with their thing. Right. Not not that the Switch will necessarily run it. It's that it will be able to content stream it and play. Uh, which is, you know, feasible, provided Nintendo has the kind of hardware to handle that kind of streaming content service platform idea. And you've got a good enough internet connection. No reason why you couldn't do it, I suppose. So it must um, have its own like emulator on the inside, I would assume. Right. Or, so the so like you download the app, Xbox Games Pass, and then that would open up the portal to whatever, yeah, and that portal know. is an emulation platform. Like, um, gotcha, gotcha. What was that? What was that thing? Uh, not or on live. Do you remember on live? No. Uh, so on live was a gaming stream platform where you would stream from your shitty computer to really good computers that could run all these games. Uh, and yeah. And so, and so what I did back in the day is I signed up for the service and I had a really terrible laptop with like base, like crumb tier versions of graphics cards and whatever. And it had like an integrated chip and you know, whatever is a little dinky MacBook. It was great for the time, but I wanted a game on it and I, you can't. Because uh, it just doesn't have the hardware. But if you use the streaming service and you have good enough internet, then whatever server you're connecting to renders the game, and you play about I don't know a fraction of a second behind the control. So as long as you're comfortable with a little bit of lag, you can play these really high-end games like Crisis running on whatever server you're you're linked into. That's pretty cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it was a solid idea, and it worked well enough, and they got a good amount of money out of me to to play it. Uh, and you could buy games through there. I'm sure I still have an account somewhere. I just you know, never renew it. Um, but yeah, so the premise would be something similar to that, where Xbox would host, and you would you would tunnel into it. 
is my understanding. But again, unsubstantiated, not really sure. Nintendo hasn't commented publicly. Xbox haven't, uh, Microsoft hasn't commented publicly. So at this moment, not substantiated. Uh, BioWare, however, has prepped a massive day one patch for Anthem, which includes a slew of bug fixes, optimizations for performance, as well as loading times. Uh, it's no secret during both betas, loading times were certainly less than ideal, and I've heard even up to five minutes in some cases. That's a lot. That's a long ass time. You do not need to be loading a game for that long. That's insane. Um, so hoping that it's faster. I've heard people say that SSDs work better if you have the pros. I don't know enough about it, um, but that is something that will kill an experience if it happens often enough. You can do it in the beginning, like PlayStation kind of like gets all the rendering out in the beginning. Uh, and then most games don't need to go back through that. Do have a little um, tip uh, for yeah. You just talking, we were just talking about SSDs, and it got me thinking about mine. So, for the last two, for the last week or two, mm-hmm. my PlayStation, I was having issues when I was playing Kingdom Hearts, where when I was playing, the controller was doing all types of crazy crap. It was just moving on its own, and I thought it was Kingdom Hearts, and it was driving me crazy. And I started playing something else, and it was doing the same thing. So I have, I thought it was a different controller. I used a different controller, same exact thing. Hmm. Um. And I was pissed, too, because when I thought it was the controller, it's my Star Wars Battlefront controller, mm. which is it's really nice, actually. Um, and I love that controller, and that one's not super easy to get. So I got really freaked out that it was something wrong with my PlayStation at that point. Right. But then I also realized I just bought a hard drive sled because I have these two 7200 RPM hard drives. They're one terabyte. Mm-hmm. So I use them to store whatever else I need on them. And I had it going, and apparently the magnetic resonance from that, when it's turned on, was causing interference with my controller. Wow. And I've used this, I've used it before. Like, it's not it's not my first day using it. But I think what ended up happening was where I used to have it in my old room. Um, it was put in between these, like, wooden slots and I think that might have dampened it a little bit or did something to, to make it not as strong. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, it probably blocked all that out, and I never noticed that there was an issue. But they're right next to each other now, and it was causing a hell of an issue. So I had to turn it off, and it worked perfectly fine. So for anybody who runs into that issue or has an external hard drive, it that's probably what it is. Good call. Yeah. Save yourself the headache and the two weeks of losing your mind. <laughs> all right. Well, good to know. Um I've got a little extra news. Uh, Google has sent an invitation out, and it looks like at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco next month, they will be holding a keynote presentation on March 19th, 10 a.m. Pacific time, where it is expected to reveal details about a new endeavor focused on video games called Project Titan. Uh, I do not have any more data than that, but that does sound exciting. And if Google is trying to get into the games market, I kind of am curious whether or not they're going to be looking to do a console agnostic platform uh, or a sort of similar steam box machine uh, that we can expect to see on the market coming soon so keep an eye out for that March 19th 10 a.m. Pacific Um, looks like Shovel Knight Treasure Trove where they're going to be adding some new uh, content like the King of Cards and Showdown has been delayed so no longer is it coming out April 9th. It's going to come out a little longer, several more months, it looks like. So we're going to be waiting for that. 
the Razor Game Store, which I did not even know was a thing, is closing permanently at four in the morning on February twenty eighth. So if you have Razor, Razor Games, had a game store. Uh-huh. Apparently, it was a it was a digital storefront that provided Steam and UPlay keys to players. Oh, so it's just uh, selling keys. To it's other a resell. Platforms. Yeah, it's okay. a resell. I got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it will also fulfill any pre-orders players currently have. Uh, apparently, Steam and UPlay and all these others tried to shut them down and then succeeded. So that's great. Hmm. Um, let's see. Wargroove. Wargroove is less than a month old, but developer Chucklefish is already hard at work on quality of life improvements. So a new couple of updates. There's going to be a checkpoint system update. Uh, there is going to be the inclusion of more difficulty mo- modes, story mode, easy, medium, hard, and custom hard, the ability to add CPU opponents to online matches in multiplayer, the ability to set movement speed to make animations faster, so that's a plus. Um, so we're going to be looking forward to a couple of new things. If you have Wargroove, new update changes soon, and I expect that probably in the next month, uh, if not sooner. Nice. Uh, Activision Treyarch began a season's worth of new content for Black Ops 4, COD Blops 4. The event, Operation Grand Heist, will drip feed various bits and pieces into Black Ops 4, various modes, over the coming weeks, uh, and sees stealth return of everyone's favorite feature, loot boxes, which is really exciting. Having gone through a name change, there used to be supply drops, they are now reserve crates, uh, blah blah blah. You can buy a whole bunch of shit with them, or you can spend about two bucks <laughs> for these crates. Um, basically, the patch notes did not mention at all that these were going to be in there. No return of paid microtransactions, um, but the publisher is fully aware of the negative hype that will follow loot box return and chose not to mention it. So just look out for Activision bringing <laughs> back in. Reserve crates. <laughs> Chose not to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's going to be great. So not surprising. Activision right now is the new bad guy. Uh, as you may remember, they laid off 800 employees, um, give or take, in the last month uh, after seeing Destiny and with the IP of Destiny, Bungie leave their umbrella. Uh, Blizzard is still under the umbrella of Activision, and uh, it remains to be seen whether or not they will try to make a similar breakaway from the Titan company. Uh, I have one other thing. Um, Contrary to what the publisher is saying, Sony has sent out communication via email to gamers that Overkill's The Walking Dead has been canceled. The publisher has notified us that the game is canceled. As a result, we have withdrawn the current pre-order from the PlayStation Store and will cancel all pre-orders. You will receive a refund within five to seven business days. Um, so that's interesting. So Sony is now confirming rumors that Overkill's The Walking Dead is going to go down the tubes. <coughs> and I know. And Valve is also paring down its video offerings on Steam and is going to limit the service to movies that are directly related to video gaming or adjunctive to one sold on Steam. The company has released a statement. In reviewing what Steam users actually watch, it's become clear we should focus our effort on offering content that is either directly related to gaming or is accessory content for games or software stolen on Steam. So basically, they were like, hey, let's try to do what Netflix does and make a media hub. And turns out nobody gives a shit because we go to Steam for video games and not anything else. 
Right. Um, yeah, and somebody lost like, their job. They're pulling out. They're definitely somebody lost their job on that one. So that's awesome. Um, and that is what I've got for the industry news. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to add in before we wrap? Well, have you been following this Elite Dangerous stuff? Uh, with the rescue of yes. that. Oh, that dude. Yeah, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay. Oh, I yeah, need, I need right. a quick, I need a quick recap on this because so, it's amazing. So there was a guy. Let me. What's his name? I have this in a note somewhere. Uh, this is this is your bonus content for sticking to the end of the podcast. This everybody. is this, this is, fantastic. is one of the best stories that I've heard in a while. Uh, let's see, let's see, where is it? Okay, so. Deluvian Cruz is this guy that's a elite dangerous player mm-hmm. and he was going for the record of flying the furthest away from Sol, which is the human son in that game um he made it sixty-five thousand uh, seven hundred eighty-eight light years and which is by the way like months of actual real world time uh, 42 days of actual yeah. time. So 42 real time, 42 real days in Super Cruise. Which means um, that, which means multiple months of sitting at your computer because you cannot, you have to go to sleep and eat at some yeah. point. Like so, the, so the way that, so the way that travel works in Elite Dangerous is there's three, three modes of speed. There's like normal flight controls. There's Super Cruise, which lets you, you know, fly incredibly fast and then there's light like between speed jumps, stars in the solar system light speed jumps let you yeah light speed jumps let you shoot between stars instantaneously the caveat to that is um uses light a lot of jumps. fuel yeah and you have to fuel scoop between them to try to so the way that this guy's doing it or the way that these people do it is they avoid doing that and instead they stay in super cruise uh lets them travel further distances with less fuel consumption than it takes to do a full light speed jump. Interesting. So that is he's interesting. Yeah. Wait, so he's just super cruising directly to the target? Correct. That's what they've all Yeah, yes. That's Whoa. Yeah. So he made it 65 almost 66,000 light years from Seoul and decided to skim, which skimming is is using fuel meant for your return trip. Mhm. So he skimmed a little too much fuel than he had anticipated on this trip and now doesn't have enough to make a jump back to a system. So he wouldn't be able to super cruise back and have enough fuel to reach a system. He and also he wouldn't have enough, have enough to, jump. to jump into light speed to make it to a known system. He went far he went beyond his point of no return marker. Correct. So he's been stranded since November. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been unable to do anything since November. Is he fully out of fuel or is he he's, on life reserves? Like he doesn't have he's not fuel. out of fuel, he just does not have enough fuel to get anywhere. Because if you're fully out of fuel, that's when the power starts to shut down and you might freeze to death. Right. He's just been in, in I guess, cryo sleep as you could you could Sure. Uh yeah. But so there's this group of, of players in Elite Dangerous <laughs> who call themselves the Fuel Rats, and their their entire job as their role play is to rescue stranded players. So they do this all the time. Right. So they found It's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool guild to be in. Yeah. Like, the whole goal is to go and rescue stranded players looking for beacons. Because Elite Dangerous isn't like a game where you could just die and respawn. Like if you lose your ship, you have to start over. And that's you lose the ship hundreds and of hours of all of the content. Loss. Yeah. Well, you can theoretically repurchase your ship with the same loadout, but you lose all the content and it's really expensive. If you had a nice ship, I mean that could be and also hundreds that would of be, thousands of credits. And also that would be forty two days worth of this guy's life wasted. Yeah, so he's not going to do that. He's He's not going to do that. He's sitting his butt in that chair. So what these guys are doing is they have this deliberate plan 
elaborate is the word yeah i'm thinking of elaborate plan to because this is the furthest rescue they've ever done um is is going to get this guy they've never tried to take on so it takes four of them to do it and what they're doing is sort of leapfrogging over each other uh. so that the person that finally reaches him is able to get back to one person to get enough fuel so that they can t- both jump and then they can both get to the next person so that they can both jump and they can get to the next person so they can all jump back to a system that's safe uh, and the whole point is to get to this guy to refuel him so he can either try and continue or turn back. Don't know yet. Uh, that rescue is scheduled to take place today at 2100 UTC, you which watch. I believe is 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, are you gonna, they, they are, are they broadcasting it? it on Twitch. Um, <coughs> the guy's okay. name, hang on, I follow him. Can you imagine if they get all the way out there and this, this guy logs in and shoots them down? <laughs> That would be amazing. Also, how do they know like he's going to be logged in and his ship's going to be present? They've been they've been in in just because he's stranded in space in the game doesn't mean he's not unavailable to talk. To them. <laughs> he's been talking to them on forums and he's actually been in the stream talking to them. They're, they're not. This is not a know. real life. I well, I know that. I just meant like, <laughs> god damn it. I mostly meant like if he's in space. Yeah, and they he's actually around. Like they, maybe he's at home, you know, like walking the dog or something. Maybe they could have they could have completed this rescue. Um, maybe he just hit a, a couple days ago, but okay. with his scheduling conflicts, this is when they scheduled to do it. So the guy that's actually in his area right now, I don't think he knows exactly what the coordinates are, um, where he is, but he's close enough to reach him. He's just been in, uh, you know, turned his engines off, just been sitting in cryo for a few days now, waiting. And today is the day that they all have the availability to make this happen. So it's going to go down uh, in a little bit today. So I'll be tuning in for that. And the guy's name is Highway Warrior. That's um, hot. Obviously, by the time you hear this, it will have been down. But I'm sure you'll be able to find YouTube. Check it out on YouTube stuff, right after this. If we can find the drop, we'll add it to the description of the podcast. It's, uh, it's a super interesting Unless it sucks, way to role play games. And it's like just one of those... It's one of those video game stories that's fun to follow sort of like when giant eve online battles happen and stuff right um it's just really really fun to get lost that's awesome man um but yeah so that's that's a cool thing that's happened i just i knew you'd be interested in that will i definitely am that's very fun yeah very i may i may have to put that on too remind me when it's close to starting and i'll uh i'll maybe tune in yeah i feel like will thought this guy was stranded in space and so he decided at that point he's just gonna not turn anything on anymore no news no phone what if it's all all a coup what if he's he's like battalions waiting for them until I get pinged well, on this game, man, I'm not answering nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I can't come to work. I'm lost in space. Thanks. Uh, I'm I am curious though. Like I, you don't know, this guy's been blasting out in this one ship for months. Yeah, you don't know how much of a role player he is. Like he may really he's be actually gone insane. Yeah, just full troll now. Real he's full troll. Fever. They're gonna get out to him. He's gonna shoot one of their engines out be like i was never out of fuel bitches <laughs> well, Could be, you imagine i would i would pay to see that would be like the trump of that's the a pay-per-view universe. twist yeah oh what a twist um all right well i think that's probably it for me do you guys have anything else you want to add uh that's all i got all right yeah Mark? we're good i think we're good man Solid take us out pod, then i shall um thank you everyone for tuning in this is episode 155 we didn't really do an intro in the beginning so uh our quick outro here will be 
You can follow all of us at our individual handles down in the description below. Omar, I believe, does not have Twitter. You are on Insta. Um, That's right. Uh, if you're interested in providing that, we will add it. If you're not, no big deal. You may be able to find him, may not. <laughs> you can check us out also on our uh, various pages, but our home spot where you can find us most of the time is pixelrader.com. And you can chat with us on our Twitter or our Discord, which we are almost always active on. Uh, screwing around, talking about games, talking about whatever, talking about life. If you wanted to talk about a specific game that you have played that we have never mentioned on this show, but you want to hear our opinions, you can send us an email at podcast at pixelrader.com, or you can follow us on our social medias, including FaceSpace, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and the world of emails. I mean, however you really want to do it. We're on too many different places. We're sort of spread around. Uh, you may also have noticed during the course of our podcast, not a single advertisement has reached those ears we don't do that we are paid for entirely out of our own pockets which really means thank you tony for paying for this out of your own pocket <laughs> uh and so if you want to help tony and us by extension keep the lights on around here and keep the website going podcast up the best way you can do that is to join our patreon as a monthly subscriber patreon.com slash pixelator there are lots of cool little rewards and fun things including potentially and I'm going to say potentially, the potential for a bonus episode. Bum, bum, bum. We've never done one, but it might happen if you start donating. We never know. The other way you could do it is to join us uh, on iTunes or your own favorite podcast listening hub of choice and give us a nice review. It is really, really making a big difference when we can get our name out there. Uh, that is probably the biggest way that you can share your enjoyment of the cast with your friends uh, and random strangers on the internet who may also get a kick out of listening to the news in this format uh, every week. It's a cool thing, and we really appreciate it when you do it. So thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in this week. We will look forward to speaking with you next week for episode 156, when presumably there will be more news and more banter for you to tune into. All of the banter. All of the banter. Now, for, for the time being, I'm going to go and play uh, Into the Breach, because that game is pretty solid uh, on Switch. Well, all right, guys. Uh, good cast. Catch you all yeah. on the flip. Later, bros. Adios. Bye. Bye.